0: This just in. Breathing oxygen is linked to staying alive. And today's top story, if you like drinks, you're going to love Drizzly. Drizzly is the number one app for alcohol delivery, where you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, and get them all delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. Sources say that it all can be done on the Drizzly app or on Drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Back to you, Tom. Did anything happen yesterday that you were ashamed of? Alexa, what is diet culture? Here's something I found on the web. According to thriveglobal.com, diet culture is a set of beliefs that worship thinness and particular body shapes. A little while back, I was spending some time with my new nephew. At only three months old, he needed all the attention he could get from us. When he needed anything at all, he made sure to let us know, and without second-guessing it, we gave him what he needed. What I realized in that precious moment, staring at that beautiful baby, was he had complete trust in his body. When his body told him to eat, he did. When he was full, he stopped. He believed and trusted the signals of his body. Imagine if we told my nephew at three months old that he didn't need any more food. He hadn't eaten enough for the day or that he had not wiggled enough to earn his next meal. Let's be honest, no one in their right mind would ever think to do that. It doesn't make sense because we trust that a baby knows when it's hungry or full without our intervening at all. This is Dr. Aaron Nitschke. This is Dr. Darian Parker. This is Decoding Diet Culture. Hello, and welcome to today's topic on Decoding Diet Culture. We're going to tackle the seven red flags of fad diets. And I like to talk about this topic because sometimes those red flags can be a little bit sneaky, and it takes a little while to really break down the message. So I'm going to share seven red flags that I encourage everyone to be conscious of and to look for in any sort of weight loss diet sort of ad or Instagram feed or Facebook feed, whatever, wherever you're coming across it. So evaluate what you're seeing for these seven things. So first one is buzzwords. And by buzzwords, I mean things like the word detox or cleanse whole foods, willpower, eating clean, any of those fat diets love to hook consumers with these catchphrases. Elimination is another one. Results not typical is one of my favorite ones and or no changes to exercise routine required. The last one gets me every time. Don't make a change, but get results and fast. And that's just absolute garbage. Beyond the message that change isn't required, this characterization of willpower as a virtue instead of a mind-body response is really probably the most damaging. When a client uses willpower for this extended period of time, so for example, like a lengthy restrictive diet or fasting, willpower is going to diminish because willpower is inherently limited. Given this, we need to understand that there are strategies to help us conserve willpower, such as planning for those moments where willpower might be diminished, that self-control might be diminished. Bad diets don't make this clear to consumers. Instead, it's this message of, well, you didn't have the willpower to do it. Instead of acknowledging that, that it's, it's a response, it's a mind-body response, and, and not this, this thing that we have limitless possession of. The second red flag that you want to be aware of are are the fast results that are advertised. This is also a buzz phrase, but but it's really an unhealthy and unbalanced approach to a better lifestyle. I mean, let's let's not lie, like who doesn't want a fast result, right? Especially in the world that we live in where immediate responses seem to be the priority and the expectation. The reality is that any fast weight loss is going to be a combination of water, a very small amount of fat and a fraction of your muscle tissue. And many fad diets work quickly because they tend to to be structured in such a way that they manipulate water weight by combining lower carbs. So when carbs are lowered, metabolic water is lost very quickly. These diets also tend to cut salt or, or even some are using some sort of diuretic agent, which is going to force your body to process more, more water. Weight loss on these diets is not fat loss. And that's unfortunately a message that gets lost because diet culture and fad diets tend to package it as if you lose weight, you're losing fat. And that's the goal. And that's really not the reality. It's also not sustainable. The third thing that I find really interesting and a huge red flag is this dichotomous thinking. So things are categorized as good and bad, or foods are given a color, like a stoplight system where it's red, yellow, and green. These are famous in in the fad diet world. It's this black and white sort of thinking and the promotion of that type of, of mentality. So for example, most fad diets are going to dump things like Pizza into the bad food category, and and items like vegetables into the good category. So essentially, they're assigning this more moral value to food sources. Some other diet approaches use some sort of stoplight scale, like I mentioned. It's it's not helpful. It's not a helpful way to teach clients about about the balanced eating, or to help them develop this relationship with food that that's really sort of freeing. It creates this like an inherently restrictive mindset that I can't have this because it's bad, it's deemed bad. And that's just not true. The fourth red flag, and and there's a caveat with this one. So before and after photos, it's a very limited thinking and a very narrow view of of progress, physical progress and health progress. This is not to say that before and after photos maybe aren't motivating to some people. But like workouts, there's, there's really not this one size fits all approach when it comes to evaluating progress, your own, or if you're working with a client, Fat diet programs love to myopically define progress by physical result. So by that, like how much does, does the scale weigh? What size are your genes before and after photos, all of that. And they often, these types of diets often neglect to point out the value in better sleep, That's a huge, huge progress indicator, more energy. So if there's a change in energy levels, it's a very noticeable change. Or if there's this, this kind of new mindset that somebody has developed, those are all signs of progress. And and it's not about the number on the scale. The number on the scale represents a person's relationship with gravity and that's it. It's nothing more. It's a very poor indicator of overall health. The fifth red flag, food group elimination. This is very, very common. Many fad diet styles enjoy demonizing one particular food group. In the most recent examples, it's it's been carbohydrates. And these types of diets claim that if you eliminate a food group, you lose weight. Well, in part, if you eliminate a food group, you're also eliminating a source of caloric value and intake. This is going to most likely create a caloric deficit, which if someone is burning more calories than they're taking in, then weight loss is, is a likelihood. It's not the food group. That's the problem. It's basically the misrepresented reason why weight loss occurs. It's not because you've cut out this, that, and the other. It's because ultimately you've, you've cut out calories. And that has shifted the balance of caloric intake versus caloric expenditure. The sixth one, and this is one of my favorites, supplements, 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 okay? Supplement sales, fad diets, because they eliminate things, want to fill that gap with supplements. So They want to substitute something back in. And typically that's accomplished when you remove an entire category of food and then add something in. And a lot of times along with this, you hear the word proprietary. It's a proprietary blend. This only means that no one knows what's in it, particularly the consumer and the proprietor of that substance or that product. They don't have to reveal it. They don't have to disclose it. It's secret. It's shh that's exactly what that means so dietary supplements are meant to supplement as opposed to replace something in the diet in term in in case of an a deficiency so say somebody doesn't have enough vitamin d your physician or dietitian is probably going to recommend that you have a vitamin d supplement it makes sense there's a deficiency we're trying to address with some sort of substance because it's not being taken in through the diet or some other means. Really supplements should be determined by a primary care provider or dietitian. They are the most appropriate professionals to identify a supplement need and and then recommend it. It's not within the scope of practice of the instant influencer or the diet culture or someone who's posing as quote unquote a health coach without the credentials. It's not within their scope of practice, and it's common to see this in fad diets. The other piece with this is the lack of regulations to the supplement industry. So they're not heavily regulated, not like foods or drugs, like pharmaceutical products. So if there's an issue, that supplement's not taken off the market until said issue has been reported and problems have arisen, and then there has been this investigative process and this big to-do. And that then becomes a bigger issue because the, the lack of safety surrounding supplements is a big question. and It is a billion dollar industry. So supplements, you really need to look for something that's third party verified and tested the U S pharmacopoeia seal, the USP, and most importantly, talk to a registered dietitian or a physician. If you suspect there's something that you need, or if you come across a substance, a a supplement that you're like, I wonder what this is, then talk to someone about it and and check these more reliable resources. The seventh one. And I love this one because it is the underpinning of every fad diet I have ever researched. Weight loss is the focus. And again, weight loss does not equal fat loss. But that again is how these fad diets suck people in because they one categorize weight loss as good and weight gain as bad. That again is dichotomous thinking. And it's not true. And they often work on complementing weight loss. And we need to understand that not all weight loss is intentional. And sometimes when weight loss is complimented, it's possible that someone could be complimenting an illness, a disease, something someone's battling or depression. So it's, it's not something that, that should be celebrated in the traditional way that it is, that it is currently. So really fad diet programs aim to encourage the the consumer to weigh themselves each day and then celebrate a reduction in that number. The problem with that is our weight fluctuates from day to day, and it depends on how much water you had the day before, um, any amount of waste you're carrying, or if you had a more carbohydrate heavy day, the day before, or you've got some sort of inflammation going on, it is never going to be consistent from day to day, but most fad diets are going to say, you've got to get up first thing in the morning and weigh yourself that is not motivating to the vast majority of people. And so when I work with clients, I try to help them identify ways that they're going to measure their progress. And we don't even talk about the scale. I don't even take initial measurements. We talk about things like what's what's off balance for you right now. Is it are you not sleeping? What's your hydration like? How much caffeine and alcohol are you taking in and those types of things. And I, and I try to investigate it with them on in a very holistic way so that the scale isn't even part of the conversation. It is a very limited story and it cannot tell us everything it needs to about a person's health, fitness, or happiness. And if it's triggering for you, I always encourage clients when you go to the doctor, unless it's medically necessary. Don't let them weigh you because you know what they do is they weigh you and your appointment's probably at three o'clock in the afternoon. And let's see, you've had probably two meals, some caffeine, hopefully some water, and you may have had a couple of snacks by this time and you've already got waste in your system. So they take that number and they compare it to how tall you are. And that gives us the BMI, which categorizes us as underweight, normal overweight, or then there's three classes of obesity. It does not take into consideration a functioning metabolic rate or muscle mass to, to, to fat mass. And it is not a measure of cholesterol, heart function, lung function, gut health, mind health. It's not an indicator. It it is the most, in my opinion, as a health and exercise professional, one of the most useless measurements we can still be focusing on. So keep that in mind about about some diet you come across. Does Does it have these seven things? So to recap, the first one, buzzwords. Is there a detox involved? Because your body has three detox systems already in place. The liver, the kidneys, and your integumentary system, your skin. You don't need an expensive tea. You don't need any kind of food that's going to eliminate toxins. The second promising fast results progress takes time and fad diets don't like to admit that the third one is that all or nothing thinking the good and the bad, the red, yellow, green foods, same thing with weight loss or weight gain. Weight loss is good. Weight gain is bad. the before and after photo encouragement is the fourth one. And then we've got food group elimination. Is it asking you to cut out carbohydrates? Uh, that's something to be concerned about. carbohydrate intake helps build your muscles and fuel them. It's necessary to have glycogen on board. Sixth one supplements. Are you taking something out and then you have to invest all this money into these additional supplements that truthfully aren't necessary. And then the last one is weight loss of focus. So use these seven things as a checklist. If they're present I would be looking elsewhere for some sort of food planning system or or meal planning or some sort of eating style. You don't need any of that. So write these down. And the next time you come across something, use it as a checklist. Yes or no. If it's yes, what things are there? What buzzwords are they using? How often do they ask me to weigh myself? All of those things. So I hope this episode was helpful and we look forward to talking with you again. Thanks and have a great day. From earaches to strep tests, visit MinuteClinic at CVS, see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials, or see us online with telehealth options. That's how healthier happens together. Services vary by location. Prescriptions can be obtained at pharmacy of choice. Visit minuteclinic.com for details. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week. So patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on, and you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at griffelsplasma.com